On this episode of the AV Professional, we take a look at resource management, making sure that the people and the products are where they're supposed to be and leaving margin to move things around. All that and more next on the AV Profession. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is the AV Profession, Episode 40, Resource Management. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box. This is the AV Professional look at the business of the AV industry. My name is Tim Wolfrey. I'm your host. Uh, today we're going to talk about resource management and how to uh, make sure that not only the, the actual resources, the physical resources, but also the resources, meaning your employees, are, are available uh, at the right time. With me to talk about that is Mr. Brad Malone from Navigate Management Consulting. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Uh, so let's talk about this for a second and, and making sure that uh, both from a, a project management, stand, management standpoint, but also an employee management standpoint, you have what you need when you know, the time comes for, for right. that project to, to kind of get kicked off and going. Um, when you're sharing resources, let's say, and, and both you know tools or, or equipment, but also people uh, between projects and, and, and service agreements, how do you do that? How do you? What's the best way to make sure that that everybody has what they need? What I find in a lot of companies is they don't fully acknowledge that they're sharing resources across multiple projects that all have what I'll say timelines that are shifting and moving. Uh, when I t- teach project managers, I'm like, you know, what's their number one drama? They say resources. And yet when I talk to the companies, they say, oh, yeah, our project managers aren't good. Our projects, you know, are always moving and sliding. And I'm like, well, that's called life because you're working in a GC-based world where they're moving their milestones. So it has to be a team relationship between project managers and functional managers. So I could have an install manager that's running all my techs. I could have a programming manager or an engineering manager that's running all the engineers and the programmers and the commissioners. Those people are often silo-based in terms of their resource management. Engineering prioritizes how their resources will be used. No, the PM needs to, the PMs need to uh, really mandate and prioritize how those resources are being used because they're allocated to projects. Now, the more that I've got a resource pool that's split, so some companies will have their sales engineers and their design engineers be the same people, and then let's just add on that they commission two, and every once in a while they do rack fab. Well, now I've got that pool of resources doing four roles, but all serving projects or sales. So we need to see that pool as it pertains to all the things that they're doing. Other organizations will have their installs be both service-oriented and project-based. Well, project-based is supposed to be proactive. Service-based is supposed to be reactive. Well, then when is reactive assigned? Well, when they call. So I always have to leave some space open of my install ranks when I have a service-based environment. So what I find in a lot of organizations is that they're over scheduling. There's this myth or, you know, you must be a hundred, we got to schedule to a hundred percent. Why? Because we don't want anybody not doing something when they need to do it. Well, that reminds me of the, the game at Cracker Bell where you're move, you're sliding pieces of wood around in the puzzle, but I have to have at least one open spot 
in order to slide something into to move the other ones around. So I would never schedule more than 80. If I'm, if I'm working eight hour days, I would do four days. So I'd never go over uh, eight, 40 hours, or excuse me, I'd never go over 32 hours scheduled because I can always move something in. If I'm working four hour shifts or four hour blocks of time, because that's how I estimated, then I'd have nine blocks full and one free because projects are going to shift. A milestone's going to be missed. Also, I might have the opportunity for a change order to actually go do something that week. Well, if all of it's blocked fully, not only can I not do it that week, I can't do it for three weeks. Or if I force it into that week, I either got to use overtime or now I've got to kick out another project that was scheduled. So when I see people who are over scheduling, again, 100% scheduling, what you find is highly reactive uh, scheduling. I also find that we're just throwing bodies at places. This person's free today and so I'm going to send them to job A. Well, have they seen job A? Not, not at all, but they'll figure it out. So you just have this crazy, almost whack-a-mole process because I'm over scheduling. I know it feels counterintuitive to, to under schedule, but I can always move things forward. Uh, another session that I'm sure we'll have is talking about standards. If I actually have people who are quote free, then let's train them on the standards so that we go out into the field. They're actually doing things correctly. So it's, it's key to, to, schedule proactively, but also uh, be in alignment with one resource pool being shared across multiple project managers. And within that, it's endemic upon the project managers to give us status and progress before they need the person. So middle of the day is when I want to know from my technicians whether they're in trouble, not at 4.30 in the afternoon when they have to come back tomorrow. So it's it's teaching people the value of resources and that they are important, but also how do we build less drama in it, even though we could have excitement in a project. And this, I, I find that resource management is one of the uh, banes to most people's existence inside of companies. Well, let me bring up a, a, a kind of a question here: is 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 it better to do the whole, uh, you know, manage your your install technicians around and, and do this, or would it be rather be uh, better to have almost like a, a fireman, a uh, fire uh, house where you've got one or two people that they're doing other things, but they are also available on that kind of that last minute or that emergency type? Hey, we need somebody here. Yeah, I like if I'm a good enough size and again, I have to, you know, I can't be a $5 million company and have like people in reserve, but I like to have like a quick reaction force type thing where you get hanging banks and Oh, by the way, we're 12 weeks out. We can't do that. Well, no, it's a hanging bank. And it's, that's a four hour job. It's, it's well scoped. It's not a lot of risk. We have the equipment, the materials, let's go make that happen. So I often use my service technicians to do um, low-end or quick installs. They're projects, but I'm using my service techs because that way that that evens them out because, again, they're based on reactive. And it's really understanding. So I'm in, in complete agreement with you is I have to free up and, or start to schedule p- people based on the types of jobs that I get. Mm. But, boy, if I've got that project and service paradigm in my one resource pool, I'm going to get whipped around. And I have to start carving out 
through past data or something. And I know it's hard because it's reactive, but how many hours a week do we have in service? And we, it's almost like we have to schedule that and hold that pretty tight until it frees up. And again, I find that you can always move some, you can always move projects up if I've got the time to do that. Yeah. Now, again, it could be that I'm, I'm going to do rack build or I'm going to prep things and stage things and pre-build in the warehouse. But how do I use the best, how do I make the best use of available time versus be in this ketchup, 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 where we're basically throwing poor quality. We're sending, you know, 20 people to the job site uh, in a, a hurry in an emergency, but we only got two ladders and we're pulling wire. So it's like going, well, we needed to send more ladders, not more people. Yeah, absolutely. All right, sir. That'll be a good place to stop. Thank you so much. Uh, Mr. You're very Brad, welcome. Brad Malone from Navigate Management Consulting. How do people get a hold of you or Navigate? They can go to our website, navigatemc.com, uh, mikecharlie.com, or brad.malone at navigatemc.com. And we've got uh, your podcasts out there. Uh, we've got a lot of blogs out there, um, tools, templates. So please come look, share, and uh, sign up. All right. Thank you, Mr. Malone. For us, for Aviation, you can go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others, including our two weekly news programs, AV Week and Resi Week, our look at the architectural uh, industry and how it intersects with the AV industry called Architect, Social Media and Marketing, also a look at uh, control systems and